What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Streets of Professor, once again. You already know, bringing nothing but heavy hitters out here, man. Yo, I got a very special guest guest with us to this evening. I want to go ahead and uh, thank our sponsors, Bacanora Danzari, Box and Mail, 1155 South Power Road, Bacanora Danzari, Nogales, Arizona. Le quiero dar mucho gusto y un placer a la persona que tenemos con nosotros hoy este día, Doctor Ramón Carrasco. How you doing, sir? Muy, muy bien. Mucho gusto. No, un placer, man. This guy, man, I got to meet on my route, and he always comes up to me and talks about music, and it's great. But today, we are knocking out some other stuff. Let's go! Muy buenas tardes, muy buenas noches, muy buenos días. Wherever you guys are at listening to us, gracias. Les doy un, nas, uh, how can I say this? I am very grateful to be on a podcast the way we are because tenemos gente de México, tenemos gente de todo nacional aquí escuchándote hoy este día y I want to say thank you for everybody for listening to us uh, check us out on all platforms Hits Off the Streets brought to you by Streets of Professor today's special guest Healthy Kids Pediatrics 215 South Power Road number 106 Mesa Arizona 480-214-0051 and I'm going to go and let him introduce himself Introduce yourself, kid. All right. So uh, I am Ramon Carrasco, and we do have uh, service available. It's uh, pediatrics. We see patients with so many. It's over 1,000 insurances that we take. Uh, we are contracted with Access, all six of the Access plans. We also take care of our military families, so we have TRICARE. We take care of uh, families that have uh, obtained insurance through uh, Obamacare, through uh, the portal. So if you have uh, newly acquired insurance, uh, we can take care of you at Healthy Kids Pediatrics. Es servicio de lunes a viernes. Es servicio completamente bilingüe. So every one of our staff is fully bilingual, even... Our uh, PA, uh, sometimes we refer to her as uh, Sister Mitzi, <laughs> but Sister Mitzi, uh, she lived on a military base in Puerto Rico, so it uh, it's awesome because it shows that we're down. And, the diversity. Know, we, we don't discriminate, <laughs> and you know, if, if uh, we have families that only speak Spanish and it might be a little bit difficult, uh, you know, we'll we'll have an MA that'll, that'll help out there. But uh, another provider that we have, Marisol Avila, uh, she is able to, uh, her family is from Bolivia, so we're able to take care of uh, Hispanos that are from different countries. So, you know, we can handle uh, Central America, South America. We, we cover it all. 
Oh, wow, dog. In the city of Mesa, no? Oh, que yeah. orgulloso, kid. All that. I, I, like, honestly, I'm in awe. Like, we just had a little conversation at the dinner table. You are an amazing person, bro. Well, the thing you have to consider, if you're going to find some pupusas ricas, pupusas. then you have to <laughs> expect that you're going to have people coming in that, you know, no jodas vos. You know, eh? they're going to speak, you know, different dialect, and we're, we're okay. We'll, we'll accommodate. And that is what we bring to this program. I bring nothing but the heavy hitters. Nothing but gente especiales. Y sabes que soy bien orgulloso de la primera vez que te conocí. The first time you approached me, we were talking about música. You were like, oye, ¿te gusta country? Oye, ¿te gusta <laughs> esa clase de música? Like, we hit it off. Like, like where are you from? Me dijiste. Y te dije de Nogales. Ah, pues yo soy de California, ¿no? Así es, de California. And you, you were listening to the music that I was bumping in the LLV, and it's been a great relationship ever since then. I, I will tell you, I I was a little thrown off. I I, I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't think, but you know, um, yeah, I, I'm at an age where uh, in the late seventies. Country Western was very popular. Yeah. And it was more than just, you know, Glenn Campbell's Rhinestone Cowboy. Johnny or Cash. Or Johnny Cash or, you know, Kenny Rogers. You Fast. Know. So, you know, I, I'm i not going to say that it's my favorite music. Of course. But, you know, uh, one thing that I do remember from listening to country music that I appreciate is that lo que está de moda no... No se sale de moda en dos, tres semanas, pero seis, siete meses pasan y todavía queda en moda. Wow. Storytelling, no? Yes. Oh, yeah. Lo lots of, you know, we have the corridos. Yeah. And in country music, uh, you will get a twangy, uh, you get twangy stories as well. Oh, you know? of course. That's what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and there's humor, too. You know, Toby Keith, you, you watch some of those videos and. There are occasions when you'll feel proud, you know, to be an American. And then there are other times when you kind of wish you could go to that bar to find <laughs> all the fights and, you know, the, the chicken fans. And, you know, yeah. I, I, that, when I hear tonk, honky tonk bar, that's what I think. Of. <laughs> Yo, this is amazing, man. I love the way this is going right here, man. We are here with Dr. Ramon Carrasco. Right here with Healthy Kids Pediatrics. Uh, pediatrics is the branch of medicine dealing with the health and medical care of infants, children, and adolescents from birth up to the age of 18. Let me tell you something. Um, I have a pediatric doctor, too, as well, from Nogales, Arizona. And uh, I still go to him, bro, because it's just, it's just some comfortness that you get with that person, you know? It's something that I feel that I can't go with anybody else. And uh, big shout-outs to my doctor out there. Uh, he's He always has something good to say, you know. Do you create good uh, relationships with your patients uh, throughout the years, uh, throughout their ages? I'm going to tell you something. The most important thing when you're looking for a doctor is that you need to find a home. You need to find a place where you're compatible, a place that preferably can understand the your cultural inter, I, I, idiosyncrasies. 
Awesome. And, you know, it is uh, understanding, you know, that there are some familias that might come, you know, from Mexico or other places where they're accustomed to where they, they, they want something prescribed. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's a matter of educating the parents there and explaining go. that not all infections are going to be uh, bacterial. If it's a bacterial infection, yes, you need to attack that bacteria with an antibiotic. But there are situations when the infection is going to be viral. Okay. And when it's viral, uh, the antibiotic does not do anything towards that virus. Uh, está contra. So the, the harm in prescribing an antibiotic when it's a viral infection is that when you have the, the child, the patient, regardless if it's a child or an adult, but when the patient has a bacterial infection, if they have overused an antibiotic trying to treat a viral infection, they develop an immunity towards that antibiotic. And so for that reason, it, it is important to avoid using antibiotics when it's not called for. And for a lot of families, it's not easy to accept or easy to understand. Understand, uh -huh. But the, the love and the concern that you have for the patient, it, it more than justifies having to engage and to educate and to have you know the parents understand this is this is the best for the well-being you know what dude this is so awesome just the way you are speaking to the people right now motivates me so much because you're talking about educating the parents first because that's where you need to start because yes you are a pediatric so you're taking care of the kids you are taking care of all those people but as a parent you need to be educated on what's going on what's oh, happening absolutely you know one of the one of the big concerns that we have at our clinic you know our, our clinic is not exclusively you know all latino we, yeah. we take care of people from different different groups and but unfortunately the common denominator that we have is that when you use the charts we have over 70 percent of our patients are overweight mm -hmm. and because you have to take into account the cultural idiosyncrasies okay. sometimes it's not the best thing to tell you know the, the the parent or even the the child very know, unacceptable well, huh? people don't want to be told that their child is morbidly obese que estás gordo, basically so the thing that you have to look at look at the big picture and you have to explain look this is what's happened there's certain things <laughs> that are that are going well right awesome but there are other things that we have to be concerned about And so, you know, when we look at the family history, right, it's not an accident that a lot of the, the patients that we have that are, that are overweight, they have members either on their mother's family or their father's family, sometimes both, wow. that suffer from diabetes, that, that have heart conditions, that have problems with, with high blood pressure. Yeah. And, you know, we'll do labs 
And when we do the labs, you know, I explain to the parents that, look, the labs are a reflection of not just what the, the children eat, but also what we as parents feed them. And as parents, we're we're a part of the solution. Of course, and you have to look at it. And from, the problem too, though. From from the the, the look at it from the, the the optimistic point of view. Okay. And you know, if we have children that have high glucose levels, I explain. Well, you know, it very well could be that they're either consuming this at home, or maybe when they're together with their friends, they're eating more candy than what they should you know? and we're not just talking uh halloween but we're talking about you know la azúcar la azúcar uh, los chocolates yeah. all, all of those things and so El postre, like nieve, you know there are occasions when the patients are old enough where the solution is to make a referral to have them see a nutritionist okay and when i try to educate parents and I try to educate patients, I try to use this uh, analogy that our, our body, we have to look at it as a temple. And the body, you know, we, we need energy. Respect. We need to eat. Yes, we do. But you have to make the right choices. And, you know, you're going to get more from a good, solid choice that's going to give you that energy and you have to educate that there are other choices that are empty calories. And, you know, once the, 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 the patients are old enough where when they go to a treadmill and they see that they have to sweat a lot <laughs> to burn 100 calories, then that's when they might have second thoughts about drinking the Coca-Cola yeah. or the, you know, um, the El pastelito, uh, the cheesecake, you know what I mean? The flan. In anything, you know, and, 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 and when it comes to that, you know, the one uh, dieting tip that I pass on is that when there's a party, when there's a <laughs> holiday that we're celebrating, it, the, uh, the, the pastelitos, the, the, the tamales, you know, whatever it is, you know, you're not going to kill yourself from having a... To have like a a, a portion that is reasonable. Exactly. Right? The problem is when there's seconds and thirds yeah. or even more. Right? When the sobre is lleno. You know what I mean? When you go to that extra limit. And for the patients that I have that are, that are very, like we're talking above the 95 percentile, I explain to them, look, you don't have to miss out completely. Yeah. One thing that, that I'm a really big uh, believer in is that when you have, like, a key lime pie or something like that, that first bite, oh, my. Like when Willy Wonka and the no, chocolate no, no, factory. But, no? but the, the, the point that I'm making is that that first bite, it's electric. Oh, yeah. It of tastes course. great. Of course. And the truth be told is that the second bite, yeah, it's good but it's not as good as that first one. No, you overseeded so yourself. If basically. we're in a situation where, you know, we're really high on that percentile and you don't want to miss out, you can have, you can have that. If, if you can have that one bite, you can still have that, 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 that pleasure. But the problem 
is that especially when people aren't looking, it is so easy, you know, to have that second candy bar, the <laughs> third candy hey, bar. Hey, send me a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Mexicano, no? Hey, yeah. bring me a plate. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a, a George Lopez, you, uh, a <laughs> you know, scenario, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is that Yo, a corn there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I used to be a health teacher, and I taught all that stuff. And I told people, uh, my seventh grade class... Um, was about uh, eating right and uh, exercising. And I told everybody, you can eat whatever you want to eat, you know, but you have to be careful with what you eat. You can get that, like you said, that one bite. That satisfaction. One of the biggest satisfactions is when I'm able to get through. And with young people, it is so easy because if you can change habits when you're young enough, then that puts you in a situation where you can make better decisions, you can take care of your body by doing exercise. And, you know, when you're doing the exercise, you can't you can't take care of it at one sitting. Oh, my God. And it's a matter of learning that, okay, I need so much cardiac. I need so much uh, anaerobic. And it is so satisfying to see when I have patients come back and visit and I see, wow, they are really taking care of themselves. The difference, no? And they have done it themselves. But there, there's a point, like a, a small amount of satisfaction of knowing that the seed was planted and it sprouted into a beautiful flower. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, you know what? I, this is one of the best conversations that I've ever had on this podcast. I am hanging out with Dr. Ramon Carrasco here from Healthy Kids Pediatrics. Yo, this is what I used to implement to my kids. This is what I used to teach, bro. I am so glad that you are on the show and you are hitting todas las estrellas. Like, people need to understand that, ¿sabes qué? We all need to make a change. We all need to make a difference. Pero, como tú dijiste, you planted that seed. And you know what? They're making a difference. You're making that difference. Y I applaud you for that. Because eres una buena persona. Tienes buen corazón. Desde, desde cuando la primera vez te conocí, yo sabía que tú eres una buena persona. And I applaud you for that, man. I, I really thank you for everything that you do, especially being there for the kids, man. I, I see your heart. I see your passion. I see the way you talk about everything that you do. Y gracias a Dios que hay gente como tú. Y hay gente como yo. So, muchísimas gracias, kid. Thank you, bro. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. Go ahead and uh, uh, explain to everybody what you do, where you've been at, your education. Uh, sure. Let it out, bro. So, I'm from Southern California, and, you know, like a lot of people nowadays, you know, I do come from a mixed cultural background. Uh, my dad is from Mexicali, and uh, my mom, she is, uh, she is Caucasian. She, uh, her origins are from, from uh, England and from Germany, but the family that I have on, on that side of my family now, they're based out of... Uh, near Tel Aviv in Israel. Okay. And so, you know, um, there are a lot of people that when they, they have a mixed background, you know, sometimes they have, 
maybe a bit of an identity crisis. Of course. But I think what helped me is that, you know, my first name is Ramon. My last name is Carrasco. Here in the United States, we don't use the second last name. So <laughs> I never got hung up with like being, you know, uh, Mr. Schlager, you know. That, that's <laughs> And so it, it helped. Yeah. I, I think it also helped that, you know, uh, I got to spend a lot of time with mis abuelitos. Awesome. And, you know, after my parents got divorced, it was super important to have mis abuelitos so close by that's dope and you know uh mis abuelitos they didn't speak any english at all so i had no choice you know <laughs> i had to learn how to speak spanish and i'm going to tell you something i know that there are a lot of us that you know are have different levels of bilingualism yes and my message for you know people is that look we <laughs> it's easy to be judgmental about people that maybe don't speak Spanish or don't speak enough Spanish, but we need to be positive about it. And Thank the you. truth of the matter is, Thank that, you. Be positive. You know, we uh, here in in this area in Mesa, we have so many opportunities to work on improving the way we speak Spanish. There you go. Whether it be you know listening to a podcast that is you know in Spanglish, right? Or, <laughs> you know, watching the news in Spanish or maybe watching, you know, some of them gorgeous looking ladies on the telenovelas. I'm cool right? with that. <laughs> uh, we have access to, you know, Spanish language films, yeah. you know, not just made in Mexico, but made in Spain. A lot of the platforms that we, we uh, use, yeah. like Hulu, Netflix, so you know there there are no excuses. You know, educate them, educate them. No, sir. but it, it's it's a matter of you know sometimes it, it's good to like watch that ourselves because we have to keep current. Of and, course, you know sometimes it's uh, it, it's interesting to maybe watch a movie about the narcos in uh, Colombia. Yeah, you hear maybe the different slang that they use yeah. but it's an opportunity to broaden your horizons i'm not saying that we want to start learning how to deal but it's <laughs> it, it, i think it's it's good to educate you know, yourself to educate yourself and to you know realize that we're not the only ones there there are others as well and at the end of the day we're in the same boat no and you know what you touch base on something really cool because i uh, had an interview uh, last week in tucson with a lady, and she loves it. Uh, she is a doctor too, as well. But she loves the fact that you got to be educated every day. You got to be knowledgeable of what you're doing. You got to be knowledgeable of what the world is bringing to you. Nunca, el, el, el mundo cambia todos los días. El mundo no es igual. You know what I mean? And that's the best thing about it. Be you being a doctor. You know, uh, uh, kudos to you. I have uh, my mom's best friend. Shout out to Terry Colunga. Uh, she's a doctor and she loves it. Like educating yourself every day. Like, how do you guys keep up with that? So, when you engage in you know a profession, right? Uh huh. You have these uh, continuing education units that you have to get done. Okay. So, in the medical field, uh, they're called CMEs, continuing medical education. And the thing that is awesome about CMEs is that when you take the CMEs, you can take CMEs in different um, 
fields. So a pediatrician does not have to take pediatrics exclusively. Okay. So if you're in a situation where you're dealing with patients that have allergies, right? Uh You can do a CME on studying, you know, how to treat allergies. Okay. And as a result of that, one of the things that we have started at Healthy Kids Pediatrics is we have an allergy immunotherapy. And, you know, I, first of all, understand and respect the fact that there's a field, a specialty field, where you have allergists that work. Okay. And, however, there are situations where I feel that if the patient has lighter allergies, as long as they're not having allergies to, like, foods, right? Uh But the allergies that we treat are having allergies to, like, some of the desert ragweeds that Uh we have. And allergy to pollens, allergy to um, pet danders like cat or dog. Yeah. And so we have an immunotherapy program that we we take care of ourselves. And that's something that we were able to uh, become um, educated on through doing continuing medical education. Okay. And and it's so cool that you touch base on that because that was one of my questions for you too. Like what do people here in Arizona need to expect, you know? Um we already had our hot season pass, sure. but now we got the cold because we don't adapt to the cold that much because we're not used to it. So what do people need to expect now so that it's coming? For those families that have children that are school age when the students go back to school and the students are exposed to each other they're going to start getting sick of course and as parents what we need to look for is okay are they coming back with a cough you know is the cough so bad that it's creating a sore throat is there also a, a fever that's going along with that and you know with the fever, there are a lot of uh, mamas that do things old school. <laughs> they touch the forehead. No, well, they, they touch the forehead, right? <laughs> but uh, it, it is helpful to make an appointment, right? Okay. It, it's helpful to invest in a thermometer. There you go. Because, you know, if you have a situation where your child is honestly at 103. Sick. Well, 103 is pretty serious. That's something that it justifies going to the ER. Oh, of course. But, you know, when you discover that your child is sick, right, and it's not a life or death situation, what do you do until you can get that appointment, you know, the next morning? Some of these uh, remedios caseros, Caseros. of maybe taking a cloth in... uh, tepid water Damn right it. and you, you 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 put it on the forehead uh-huh. that that is a way of naturally cooling Calm down, down. Uh-huh. and if you know you have the fever reducer at home and it doesn't matter if it's you know the tylenol brand or the the advil motrin brand but if you can do that remedio casero first calmarlo. no no what the, what what it does is the the, the natural remedy uh, of using a, a cool compress that okay. will help bring down the temperature. And then when you give the fever reducer, then instead of the fever reducer 
lasting two, two and a half hours when you've brought down the temperature naturally and then you give the fever reducer, that's when you're going to be able to get that sick one to get, you know, finish the night out. Maybe it'll last three and a half to four hours and they'll, they'll, they'll get some rest. And when the, the one thing that's interesting is that when the human organism has a fever, yeah. it is the body's natural way of fighting off whatever infection, you know, is, is it's coming, coming in. Uh-huh. And so um, it, 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 it means that the body is working, but sometimes there's something that... A know, mechanism is not working, no? Yeah, it, it's not working. Uh-huh. And so, you know, but nevertheless, it, it is a good idea if you have that opportunity to have your child checked out to see if the medical provider is able to identify if it's necessary to if, if there are enough symptoms and signs to take that second to step. go the route right yeah. of prescribing the antibiotic or if the doctor is able to identify no this is viral and so they need to write it out wow just listen guys you guys are getting educated today man dr ramon carrasco is in the building he is here with us Man, and I am bringing you guys nothing but the best, man. And I thank you for your time. I thank you for coming by. It's an honor to have you here. Lo más hablando contigo, las varias veces que hemos estado hablando, estamos hablando de música. And today we're talking about reality, man. And how hard is it para la gente, para los, para los papás que entienden lo que tienen que ser? Like, is, is it really hard to touch base with them? To say, Sasuke, hey, your kid is sick. Like, you know, the first step is that it's necessary to establish a connection with your doctor. Awesome. Because it, it is super important for there to be a very solid doctor-patient relationship. Great. And it, it starts out with having belief and faith that this person is there genuinely to help you. And then it continues by taking this medical treatment plan and to be able as a parent to carry it out. And, you know, quite honestly, it's, uh, there's an expression, right? Si hay voluntad, if there's a will, there's a way. way. And, you know, it's not impossible. Sometimes (laughs) there might be situations where your instincts might not agree, but that's where it's important where you have that solid doctor patient relationship. Of course. And you have that, that trust established. And that's what I'm telling you. I still go back to my pediatrician, man. Uh, he's like, and he looks at me, you know what I mean? I'm 40 some years old and I still go to him. I still tell him, Hey, what's going on? You know, how, how can you help me? And for, I, for your pediatrician, it presents the challenges because, you know, as I'm adults, yeah. we have, Sometimes we have different problems, yeah. but that puts, you know, your, your doctor in a situation where through the CMEs, he might be able to take CMEs that will address, because I, I'm going to guarantee you one thing, <laughs> you're, you're probably not the only adult that yeah. he treats. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I, I see it because every time I go in there, I'm like, hey, can I see lucky dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, I just came to see him and talk to him. I was like, yeah, right. I'm in the same boat, dog. You know what I mean? That's dope, man. That, uh, much love to you, bro. La neta, neta. Uh, I appreciate everything that you do. You know, do. it's not uncommon. 
Really? When you have a, uh, like a patient that is there to be seen, it's not uncommon for la hermana or el hermano to be, you know, suffering from the same thing. And sometimes <laughs> the parent, sometimes it's the mother or the father wow. that also has that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's definitely not a rarity. Wow. Now, there's some providers that are apprehensive. And, you know, we have to respect, you know, that, that boundary. Yeah. But if the doctor is, uh, has enough care para que se aviente, sí. then it, it's, it's not it's impossible. Okay. It can be done and it can be effective. Wow. And, cool. Um, I, I have a, a tío, uh, Jose Francisco Carrasco, that he, he's got a big, big clinic. He's got nine locations. Yeah. And he's up there. Uh, tiene, bueno, so it runs in the blood. Años. Oh, yes, yeah. it's it's there. You know, um, my dad and my two uncles, okay. all three of them, los tres son doctores. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And, uh, you know, it, believe it or not, it is something that, that, that is passed on. Mi abuelita, the, the thing that's super amazing is that mi abuelita was a, only able to go to school to the third grade. Yeah. But her father, her father was uh, in the pueblo that he lived in. Yeah. He was more than a sobador. Oh, wow. He, they would bring to him, they would bring to him people that were, uh, you know, sick. Y los curaba. Y los curaba, pero los curaba con remedios este, precolombinos, ¿no? Okay. So he was very much in touch with the medicinal values that the yerbas had. La, and, la naturaleza, right. por decir. And, and, and today we have a field of medicine that is exclusively that, which is uh, uh, naturopaths. Yeah. But I, I have a, a memory of being six years old, and uh, I, had, uh, I had a fracture in my left toe. And before... I was taken to the hospital to have a cast put on. Okay. Um, mi abuelita, she, uh, she had some hierbas that she put in a balde with, with a warm to hot water. Sí, claro que sí. And, you know, they, 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 she had me, you know, soak my foot of you course. Know, in there. And I won't lie. I mean, I was only seven, but I have a very clear memory of it. But psychologically... To me, it helped a lot. You oh, know, of course. It, was, it was very helpful. And with uh, mi bisabuelo, uh, it wasn't just humans that they would bring to him to, to cure. Yeah, they had the, they had the caballos, las yeah. vacas, the goats. No? Yes. They would bring, you know, different animals. Oh, yeah. And the thing that I admire, you know, I, uh, for, unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't meet him, right? But my, my understanding was that Seventava, he yeah. was not afraid. Yeah. And in today's era, that is not the case. You really? Know? Don't, you, there are a lot of, you know, we have so many specialties that are there and there's so, liability. You yeah. Know. Are you guys restricted so to certain standards now or how does that work? So everybody has to have malpractice policies in okay. place. Okay. Okay. Um, a, uh, a pediatrician is, has the, the, a leeway to treat a lot of different types of, of, of things, right? Yeah. But if you have a patient that comes in and they've 
provide you an ER report that shows an x-ray with a, a fracture, you know, then the logical thing there, the, you know, the, the, you, you refer that to a specialist and the specialist takes care of it. And one of the, the policies that I do have is that if, you know, we're not able to, to treat it, if we're not able to cure it, we're not going to make the patient wait. The best thing is to go ahead and send them to the specialist so that they can get that taken care of. And in some cases, you know, it, it is something that comes up that, you know, if it could be cancer, you know, yeah. that's super serious. That's life or death. Well, so that's like my daughter. She you, had cancer when she was five. You have to be responsible and you, you oh, yeah. can't, you're not Superman. You can't take care of everything mm -hmm. yourself. Respect. So you, you have to use your training and your expertise and you have to identify when something is within your range. And if it's outside of your range, then the responsible thing is to send them to the, the right person, the, the specialist that has that training. Oh, of course. Of course. So talk a little bit about your education. Like, well, where did you study? Sure. Um, uh, any recommendations for so a lot of people out there? I, I'll tell you, like uh, a lot of people that are here, I always went to public schools. Yeah, well, so did he. And uh, e even uh, when, you know, when I was a little boy and my dad was in medical school in Guadalajara, I went to public school, you know, in Guadalajara. I, I didn't do, like, other Americans and go to, like, an American school that was all in English. Uh, I, I went to school with regular, you know, Mexicanos, yeah. right? And uh, I uh, graduated from San Fernando High School, you know, in California. And San Fernando High School happens to be the same school that George Lopez went yeah. to. Yeah. So even though we were not in a hood, <laughs> we definitely had a very urban environment. Oh, of course. And um, when I was in high school, I participated in acting as an extra in a movie. And one of the movies that I was an extra in was Stand and Deliver. What? And uh, I actually, uh, <laughs> I, I was one of those kids that in high school, I was really good at like STEM subjects. Yeah. So I was really good at like math and yeah. calculus, you know. I, I, la tarea, I tried to <laughs> do the, the, the AP classes, yeah. right? And at my high school, we were some of the first generations to have AP classes offered. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I was in a math Olympics. Now this is sounding real nerdy. But, yeah, but that's cool, though. In, in this math Olympics. This is awesome. One of the guys that I competed against was Carlos Mencia, as what? in the mind of Mencia. Really? Yes. Oh. So <laughs> Carlos Mencia, he may not look like the most intellectual or what have you, but he was a student of Jaime Escalante at Garfield High School. Show, this so is legit. What's uh, <laughs> funny is that, you know, in this Math Olympics. I love this. I, I, I cross swords with him in Math Olympics and also academic decathlon. And he was. Who he would was have ever thought, huh? He was repping uh, Garfield High, and, and Garfield <laughs> High was strong. Yeah. And the thing that was impressive about Garfield High it wasn't like a white high school. Gar Mexicanos. Garfield High was like my high school, like ninety percent Mexicano. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, you know, did well enough where I was able to go to uh, 
go to college at UC Berkeley. Yeah, big shout out to UC Berkeley. I was uh, a double major there. I majored in biochemistry and linguistics. Oh, nice. And uh, the linguistics was very helpful because, you know, it, uh, well, first of all, when you're studying anatomy, you're studying medicine, you learn a lot of like uh, Greek root words, Greek uh-huh. prefixes, suffixes. Like Latin, no? And there, there are a lot of the medical terms are Latin. Yeah. So being that, you know, that I was Latino, that I could speak Spanish. It made learning a lot of the the, the medical terminology. It, it it seemed a little bit more familiar. Okay, familiar. I felt I felt like I had an advantage <laughs> over the competition. Most of the time, you know, especially <laughs> at a place like Berkeley. Oh yeah, Cal Berkeley's it, dope. The, the yeah. others have the, co- the the advantage over you, but that was that was my end for for having like a, a that, so self confidence and you know a, a, a belief in myself that, awesome. that you know I could make it. Oh yeah. And, and, and look at where you're at. Congratulations, kid. Thank you. Congratulations. And so, you know, I uh, ended up uh, doing my uh, graduate school at the University of Iowa. And it Go was... Go Hawkeyes. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's the Hawkeyes. <laughs> you know, the thing that was fascinating is that I was maybe in my fourth week of school there when all of a sudden I remembered that I had four uncles and aunts on my mom's side that were born in Davenport, which is basically about an hour away yeah. from Iowa City. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> the, the lady that ended up becoming my girlfriend and my wife, my wife today. Wow. Congratulations, wifey. Hello. I, uh, it, by the way, it's, uh, it, it is... In May, we celebrated 26 years. Hey, so felicidades. Congratulations, kid. So when I described the area that where my mom grew up and that they lived across the street from this Lutheran church made out of yellow bricks. <laughs> Not the yellow brick road, right? <laughs> the yellow bricks. So we drove there. And based off of that description, we found the house what? where my mom grew up. That's crazy. And what was awesome was that... Uh, I was able to have convinced my mom to visit me and I took took her, her, I took her there and it was (laughs) really, really special to see the look in her eyes. Oh, I could imagine priceless. She had me walk the same path that she and her brothers and sisters would walk to school, right? To go to school. It's like, well, my brother John got in a fight over (laughs) here and you know, we got in trouble over there but that was, uh, it, it was really interesting. It was also something that, you know, sometimes you realize that we're all people. Ah, see us. And I remember when I first went to Iowa, I kept wondering, you know. What am I doing here? Well, how am I going to fit in? And, you know. You know what's so funny about that? I took a recruiting trip up to Iowa because I was going to go play for uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes. And I didn't find myself over there. That's the only reason why I did not go to that school. Porque también me miraba, I'm like, damn, bro, like, uh, I'm the only Mexican around here. <laughs> like, so está bien raro por aquí. <laughs> I, I don't know what year you had gone to visit, but uh, I was... 2000. In 2000. I was there from 94 to uh, 98. Wow. Right? And in the time that I was there, uh, I was uh, amazed. This is so cool, I, I, man. You know, <laughs> por todas partes hay mexicanos. Oh, sí. 
And so you have these uh, meatpacking plants. Yeah. And you have these communities. I remember there was a community called West Liberty. Sí, de todos los mexicanos. And there, there are a lot of paisas there, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, it was, uh, but it was, it was good that you had that because when you would crave food, you know, it was good to be able to find a place onde where... Onde está la buena comida, no? no, no, but to be able to buy some tortillas, wow. to maybe buy like a can of, of pato sauce, ah. get some queso fresco and make some <laughs> enchiladas, you know, at home. And, you know, wow. and, and it was beautiful because in doing something like that and making enchiladas, it's a uh, recuerdo. It's like a part of my abuelita was right there. Oh, that's dope. And, and you know, I know that my... Enchiladas didn't taste nowhere near as good as hers. <laughs> But from the people in Iowa, they didn't know any better. They thought, wow, you know, you're a good cook. Right? And I kept thinking, if they only knew. <laughs> this is so awesome, bro. Like, honestly, this is one of the best podcasts that I have had. You are filling my heart, honestly. This is so great. Just the way that you're explaining everything, the way you talk about everything. Uh, Dr. Ramon Carrasco, man, where can they find you? Uh, tell everybody how they can find you too as well. Sure thing. Listen, we do have a uh, website. It's uh, at uh, www and it's um, healthykidspediatricsmesa.com. We're located at uh, 215 South Power Road, Suite 106. A lot of people... When they use Google Maps to try to find us, you know, it's easy to get lost. The, the easiest way to explain is that we're on Power Road between Broadway and Main Street, and we're on the side that's across the street from Banner Baywood Hospital. We are open, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. We, we do everything that we can to accommodate same-day appointments, not And it doesn't have to be like a sick appointment. Very often we're able to do same day appointments, you know, for well checks, including sports physicals. So, you know, if you have your um, your young one that is going to be doing cheerleading or maybe playing a sport and they have to have their sports physicals, we do take care of that. The sports physicals are something that's not covered by neither uh, access nor by private insurance. We have had a freeze on that fee for uh, since 2014. Wow. So we charge $30, but we, we have not raised the fee. And for individuals that don't have insurance, you can come in and just do the sports physical. So it's something that's within, you know, everybody's uh, reach. Yeah. And we, we, we don't you want are people an to feel awesome intimidated. Man, bro. You, know? you are an awesome man. And, you know, I know that right now a lot of people feel apprehensive. Les da miedo eh, vacunar. But there are a lot of advantages to immunizing. And we, we, carry, we carry all of the immunizations. So, you know, if you need to, if, you know, maybe you're in a situation where you've fallen behind, we can get you caught up. We have schedules that we put in place where we can get your, your child caught up without it being overly toxic. And, you know, we just got in the flu shot for our access patients. So if that's something that you need, we're more than happy to take care of it. You know, I don't mean to make it trivial, but I am a no. big believer in 
bueno, bonito y barato. Así es. Make everything, you know, available. Qué chingón, bro. That is so <laughs> dope, bro. Because a lot of people are about that. You know what I mean? You're not, dog. I am, I am in awe right now, guys. You guys don't understand. The smile that I have on my face that Dr. Ramon Carrasco is giving me right now, this guy is genuine. He is legit. Yo, thank you. Like, people don't understand que una gente, ser buena gente, it goes a long way. You know, it's really easy for thank you a lot of people that thank maybe you. they they are in a profession where you know they they start to have like a complex there, there's uh, some people that suffer from what they call a god complex but it's important to to be humble right ah, it it's super important to you know to remember where you're from thank you and you know to still be able to identify with awesome. who you really are awesome. right and it's also super important to remember that we're here to provide a service ayudar pues a la gente the service you know everybody should be entitled to good quality service it's for all of us not just for the people that that are uh, you know that, that think they're special or that you know might have a little bit more money but everybody everybody is entitled to to having quality service oh my god oh my god dr ramon carrasco from healthy kids pediatrics speaking the truth baby yo es un placer tenerte aquí con nosotros es un honor para estar platicando contigo señor gracias Muchísimas gracias. No, pues mira, el placer es mío, este, el sentimiento pues es mutuo y este, estamos aquí a servir y estamos aquí también para compartir y este, para convivir más que nada. Así ¿no? es. Y de, de compartir este, las experiencias de también pues de, de, de ser parte de la comunidad, porque de eso of se course. trata. That's what we're here for, right? We're here in Phoenix, we're here in Mesa. And guess what we're doing? We're providing a service for everybody. And this was what the show was all about. Honestly, this is what this show implements. I am bringing you people to the show to get you guys motivated to do something special, to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be a firefighter, to be something in your life. And I hope that Dr. Ramon Carrasco's story today on Hits Off the Streets brings you that motivation to do something with your life, to be somebody, to make a difference. That is why we are here. And I want to ask you this question. Sure. Okay. Um, what challenges do you have as a pediatric? You know, one of the challenges has to do with... Uh, Right now, the political climate that we're in. Okay. You know, we, Agreeable. we are in a situation where, you know, with uh, the whole ordeal that we dealt with COVID, okay. we've uh, got a situation where I have seen an increase in the number of families that uh, did not like that they were forced or they felt forced to uh -huh. have the COVID shot. And some of the people have developed a sentiment that is anti-vaccine. Okay. 
and it's it's a problem. Now, look, I understand that it, it is super important for people to have their opinions, and that's perfectly fine. But please, you know, when you think about that decision, think about the well-being of your child. Of course. I'm one of the reasons why I'm such a big proponent of uh, of vaccines is that when uh, you know me papa and me steals when they were small, the two youngest ones were twins, and when they were about 13 months old, the two of them died from polio. Oh, wow! And it's a situation where had they had the polio vaccine yeah. available. Right? Have they had they been vaccinated with the polio shot, they would have survived. Wow. And when I think about the great things that you know my dad and my Steels were able to accomplish, to have you know those two youngest ones that were twins, to to not make it, you know, it, it, it's a shame that they didn't have an opportunity to see what what, what they had could have become of them. Yeah, of course, you know, of course. And so you know. Um, we sometimes will have these outbreaks at schools. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, when my son was a junior at Hamilton High School, there was a measles outbreak. And it turned out that one of the non-vaxxers, they got measles, and all of the other people at the school that were non-vaxxers as well, they also got it. And for those who were fortunate enough to have their parents get them you know, inoculated with the measles uh, vaccine, then it wasn't a problem for them. And so we, as parents, we can avoid having our children suffer this by taking that decision to to have them vaccinated. And, you know, for some people that, that are scared that, you know, that the schedule calls for too many at once, you know, be open to the possibility of, look, we'll make a compromise and maybe we can do one at a time or two at a time, and slowly but surely we can get them caught up and protected so that, you know, we none of us want to see our children suffer. Oh, not at and all. And that's one way where not only can we avoid death, but we can avoid, you know, the children unnecessarily of course. getting sick. And in some cases, some of these vaccines, like the HPV vaccine, for example, it prevents forms of cancer. And so, you know, that is such a, a big advantage but you know small steps little by little and for those families if we could have them you know open to the dialogue of okay well if we could compromise and just have one and then just take it from there so that's pretty cool that you touch base on that like i said my daughter did have cancer when she was five and i went through two years of hell okay and uh what do people like uh, what's the newest thing right now or like what do they need to be aware of like what precautions Look, do they need to take we need to be upfront and serious cool thank you so you know um the hpv vaccine humanopapillomavirus it's not something that is brand new that they barely wrote out now nah, it's been the there market. for a while it's been there for a yeah, while for sure now as parents i don't think that there are any of us that condone or that like the idea for our uh, you know our daughters but even our sons to yeah, of course. be you know you don't want them to be sick promiscuous or to yeah. be sexually active yeah but there are you know 
we have to, you know, understand, you know, we're Latinos. <laughs> and so th- in, in our community, there are a lot of Latin lovers. Yeah. And, and so there are a lot of, I'm know, not a fighter. I'm a lover. <laughs> <laughs> we have Good a lot of, uh, we have a lot of our, our young people that, you know, that, uh, you know, sometimes it's as early as junior high. Yeah, sometimes look, yes. it's high Eighth school. Grade, yeah. And so, you know, the thing that is crazy about the HPV virus, because even when you have young couples that are just, uh, you know, maybe trying something out, yeah. right? It doesn't take the actual sexual act to pass the virus. Yeah. The, the, the HPV virus can actually be passed. And that's saliva. From, well, it can be passed from uh, the pubic hair. Oh, wow. From her to him or him to her. Yeah. And so... But there, there are plenty of of, uh, of young people that that are active, and you know a lot of people think well that they only have to worry about pregnancy, but there there are other other concerns that are there as well, big time. And the HPV vaccine is a vaccine that the schools they don't they don't ask for it, they don't mm-hmm. require it, and a lot of uh, the families that that come to my clinic. They're apprehensive because you know culturally they they just don't feel comfortable. They they uh, the the sentiment that 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 I see the perception that that, that I that I observe is that they they feel as if it's like a way of them providing carte blanche, like saying it's okay, and In which is not. So you know, as parents, you know, we have to be responsible, and you know. For a lot of us, abstinence is a real big part you yeah. know, of, of the family value. Oh, of course. And I'm not saying that you should abandon that. That's super important. Of course. But when you know that you have your young one that, that is active, we have to be proactive. And sure. one of the things that we can do that's proactive is to have them immunized, to try to educate them. You know, fortunately, AIDS isn't the the big scary problem now that it was you know in the, in the 90s, 1980s yeah, when 80s, we were 90s, yeah. barely discovering it yeah but we still have to be you know responsible with what we do and uh, oh, there, there are a lot of young you know high school students that have this perception it's that they can ca- take care of their problem with the plan b pill yeah right? nah. but you know it's coming like drogas right now man the drogas are not like they were back no, in the day no no but you know w- with that you know you, you've got the problem with fentanyl yeah with fentanyl you know one pill can kill kill yeah and so that's something that you know we we have to we have to it has to be a conversation oh for sure big and time and i say even, that all the time even if we think even if we think that that our teenage children that they're not gonna that they're not bad people yeah, they're bullshit. not gonna do that <laughs> but when they're at a gathering yeah. right peer pressure can be very strong thank you very much and you know we have to you know we, we have to teach this culture that you're gonna be super cool by not taking it thank you you know by not by not being the one that jumps off the bridge because everybody else is right. jumping off the bridge right. and you know it's important to that's awesome to that establish, you said that bro you know Thank you for saying that because it's true. Because kids nowadays are like, ah, okay, you're not going to do it or what? And boom, that's it. Just that one time. You know what I mean? And with fentanyl, you know, it is, uh, it, 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 
we, we don't know. Sometimes it's laced with something else. You know, one of the issues that, that I deal with, one of the challenges has to do with, you know, educating parents and educating the, 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 the young patients, the, the teenage patients on vape. Yeah. And, you know, that's just as bad. Too. The, the thing that is really tough with vape is that it is not regulated by the FDA. Not at all. And people don't understand that. And so some of the vape that you're getting, some of that vape might be coming from overseas. Right. And, and it's worse it's than a regulated. cigar or a cigarette. And so with the vape, you know, it could have nicotine in there, but it could have. It could have something in there, some type of oil or gas that is extremely harmful to the system. And, you know, it, it's not cool to take a big rip, you know, from that <laughs> thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I feel, I, you know, I, I feel fancy, out. you know. <laughs> but it, it, it is, uh, you know, super important. It starts at home. It starts with educating at home. Thank you for saying that. It starts at home. And educating. You know, the thing that is also interesting Always is... Always said that myself. You know, people... Look, young people, they want to be cool. Yeah. And we have to slant things and show them that it is cool to be clean. Yeah, for sure. And, you that, know... That's dope that you said that. It's cool to be clean. Hey, we're going to call you, hey, culo, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I say? Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> In, in that movie, Stand and Deliver, yeah, there is yeah. a line. You're so cool. Yeah, you're cool. You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's cool that you said that. You know what? Hey, it's cool to be, you know, chill. Calmadito. Tranquilo. You know, take it easy. Take it easy. That's dope that you said that, man. Respect. Man, we got Dr. Ramon Carrasco with us. And let me tell you something. This has been excellent. This is why I do this for you guys. This is why I bring hits off the streets. I only bring the people that I know are going to make a difference in your life, in our life. And you know what? He opened up a lot of things in my eyes, too, as well. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for all that you do. Well, it's it's definitely a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to having, you know, interesting conversations with you in the future. Oh, most definitely. I want you back, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I need you back. Trust me. This has been very interesting, very knowledgeable. And then I have a list of things that I have written and we are totally off topic, <laughs> which is great because it saves up for another session with you. And you know what? I am glad to have you back on the show. Oh, it'd be a pleasure to to come back and to, to share. No this, is, this is awesome. This is awesome. So why did the pillow go to the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard this one. No? Go ahead with the punchline. He was feeling all stuffed up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Como la ves? It's a nice, clean joke. Que no kid. So, uh, uh, with that being said, man, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for dedicating your time to the kids, to the parents, educating a lot of people on the show, too, as well. It has been an honor to have you on this program. Honestly, I am in awe. Like I said, um, everything that I have written down is <laughs> out the window. 
And what we've been talking about has been everything that I wanted you to touch base without us even going to that conversation. And I thank you. I, I really applaud you for what you do. Your familia. Porque eres de doctores. Eres una persona, you know, that grew up and was introduced to everything. And who are one of your biggest inspirations? You know, um, there are, uh, for me, you know, one of the inspirations was someone that I didn't even get to meet in person. Wow. Which was me, Bisabuelo. Because, you know, it was, uh, you know, the fact, I was always amazed at how was it no, but how was it that he could take care of people <laughs> without having, you know, the advantage of, you know, being able to write a prescription, right? And, you know, it was just almost as if, like, uh, la mano de Dios. He, he, he was what it was, you know what I mean? Era un doctor, pero de doctores, como dice. Now, como la canción esa, soy jefe de jefes, señores, pero yo soy de doctor de doctores. Que no? But I, I do want to give, you know, a big shout out to uh, mi tío Pancho. Uh, his uh, name is Jose Francisco Carrasco, and he is the owner of uh, Happy Kids Pediatrics. He is extremely successful. He's got nine locations okay from his experience of treating uh, first of all the thing that i admire about mitio is that i remember being a little boy and i knew he was going to be a pediatrician when i would see him come back from class he'd get off the bus he'd walk down this little alleyway and all of the chiquillos that live in in that neighborhood they would all approach him and he was everybody's favorite person and it was more than just respect but it was very obvious that you know that his strength was going to be treating with children and you know to this day even though now he he's he's up there in age and he's at an age where a lot of people would retire but he still, you know, there, there are occasions when they'll schedule appointments for him. Wow. And he'll, he'll end up seeing. That's so dope. He'll, he'll end up seeing a really big number of patients on a given afternoon. La energía, the and just that aura, you know. You know, going back to your experience of, of having that, that sense of comfort yeah. a, with your, your pediatrician. Sure. He, um, he has nine locations. And six of those nine locations, he has opened up a, uh, a, a sister clinic, right? And th those clinics are called Feliz Care, where, you know, he started to treat so many adults. And many of them were his patients that grew up and became adults. And so he, he treats, you know, the, at the Feliz Care uh, clinics, he does, he does see, you know, adults. And, you know, they're other providers that you know doctors that, that work for him that will step up there there are other doctors that have been hired to work there that only deal you know with with adults but he has motivated you know other physicians to to be brave and to you know get that education to be able to treat older ones and there's some 
that'll say, okay, well, I'll treat till age 49. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and it's good. Like I said, it's yeah. good to know where your boundaries your comfort, are. Yeah, it, yeah. It's good to know that, all right, you can hit a ball that's in this particular part For of the sure. zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's outside that oh, zone. Oh, you know, my man's talking baseball gonna, right now. Woo! You Love know, it. You, you might leave that yeah. to like the pinch hitter <laughs> deluxe, you know. You know what's so cool that what you just touched based on one of my favorite and all time favorite movies is Patch Adams. Patch Adams, yeah. yes. And you you describe your tío or tata as tío. yeah, your tío as him. Honestly, man, that to me was the dopest thing that you just said. Patch Adams, I mean, did great things you know for everybody and it's a true story and you guys are doing the same thing i did not know that healthy kids pediatrics was you guys like it's a global thing or a worldwide thing or just uh you know what um healthy kids pediatrics is just one location okay but happy kids pediatrics is uh nine locations that spread out you know Extending from as far east as, uh, like, where Mountain Vista Hospital is. Okay. And as far west as, uh, like, near, uh, on Camelback and the avenues, like, near where... Uh, 35th Avenue or something like that? No, even past that. I, it's near where the, the Glendale, uh, where the Cardinals Stadium okay, is okay. Out, out there in Glendale. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think it's on 98th Avenue or something but like that. But, you know, yeah. as far as, you know, expansion goes... You know that that's gonna have to be left for possibly for future generations. That's dope. But Mitio, uh, he he's not only licensed here in Arizona, but he is licensed in California and Nevada. I, I I believe that he still has a license in Nuevo Mexico. <laughs> but What's um, up, you know the the thing is, you, you have to be you know all of these licenses you have to pay a yearly fee yeah. and sometimes you have to do like cmes that are yeah. specific so you know it's not often that you're going to find somebody that's licensed in yeah. so many places also i'd left out illinois wow but you know uh you know the chicago area that's got you know not only a big uh you know mexican-american uh Pero dominicanos there, venezolanos Cubanos, yeah. you have a lot of different latinos that oh, are there yeah, big time he ended up visiting, but not not living there. And when I uh, when I was in my last year of uh, graduate school, my wife and I we came to Arizona uh, during it was our spring break. And as you can imagine, we <laughs> came out here in March. Oh, calor! No, no, March, March. Uh, Arizona has the most beautiful weather yeah. in March. Okay, and. It was, the high might have been 80 degrees, yeah. right? The, the weather was beautiful. Chillax. My uncle, you know, at the time had a really nice house in Awatuki. We, we stayed with him there. And I looked around and I thought, wow, you know. This is where it's at. Arizona, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. You know, why do I want to go back to California where I was born where, <laughs> you know, things are so expensive and, you know. Here, uh, you know, a salary is going to give you, like, a better standard of living. For sure. And, you know, I kept looking around, and I kept thinking, man, this place reminds me of uh, Orange County, but back in time, you know. <laughs> and, and so my wife, she felt the same way, and that's how we ended up, you Coming know. Coming down here? But it was motivated by the fact that, you know, 
Mutil had lived here and he was doing well. That's awesome. And so, you know, I, I realized that if I needed help, I knew that he he could be around to, to provide support. And, you know, it's really great to have family. And oh, big time. With my uncle, you know, when whenever I've needed something, he's never denied. He's always, you know, been there to... Uh, to be family, to act like family. Hey, saludos and, al tío. You know, obviously, that's something that I would want to have passed on to future generations that as well. That is so dope, dog. Yo, man, we have another conversation to go to, man. We have a lot more to talk about, and I am so grateful to have you on the program. You have been our longest-running podcast as uh the date man and i know there's so much more that we can talk about uh i have a co-host unfortunately she's not here uh she sends this quote and she sends this quote and i want you to reflect on it dream big believe in what your child can achieve what you think about that absolutely you know um look when we dream big we need to remember that even though it might seem like, well, you know, it's too late for me, we, we all have this instinct of thinking, well, okay, if I can't do it, then let me do what I can to make it available, you know, for me or me, right? But one thing that's super important is to realize that you you can still do things yourself. And don't forget about that. Awesome. Give yourself a chance to be the best version of you. Uh-huh. But absolutely, we need to invest in our future. And we need to do what is possible to provide our children. Sometimes it's providing our children with maybe opportunities that we may not have had or that our parents awesome. may not have had awesome. or our grandparents. But part of, uh, of living well is to establish traditions. Las buenas costumbres. Las costumbres. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Yo, this has been an honor. This has been a pleasure. I got Dr. Ramon Carrasco preaching to y'all, man. <laughs> this is so dope, dog. Yo, hits off the streets brought to you by El Profe, Streets of Professor. Check us out on all platforms. Dr. Ramon Carrasco, tell them where they can find you, kid. You can find us at 215 South Power Road, Suite 106, Mesa, Arizona, 85206. We're on Power Road, located between Broadway and Main Street, para servirle. Yeah, I see. As big shout outs to Baby D for coming up with that quote of the day. And we have reached the program where we call Famous Last Words of a Fool. What's up, fool? This is the part of the program that I like to present to our guests where they give their final shout outs, their final doubt, their final thoughts. And, yo, educate everybody, man. Whatever you want to say, this is your part of the program. This is yours, man. Go ahead. All right. So we're we're in a time of year where the seasons are changing and, you know, we've got a situation where sometimes we have allergies that kick in. So, you know, when that happens, you know, make an appointment, try to have that dealt with. The allergies don't have to be something that you suffer with. There's help that's available via immunotherapy. 
If it's something that, you know, we can't handle ourselves, we're more than happy to make a referral to an allergist. But we have an allergy immunotherapy program that is very successful, very helpful, and we're more than happy to provide that service to you. So take advantage of it. Um, let us know what insurance you're working with, and we'll try to do everything possible to work with you. Listen, it is important to be well, to live right, to be good to yourself and to each other. God bless. Thank you very much. Final shout-outs, kid. All right. I want to give a shout-out to uh, mi tío, Jose Francisco Carrasco. Love you, and you've, you've been a big inspiration to us. And, you know, we're, we're here to take the mantle, to take that baton, to carry it, carry it as well as we can carry it, and then to keep it in good hands and pass it to the next generation. Thank you for what you've done. Love you. Uh, you know what? The only word I got to say is chingon. <laughs> chingon. Yo, I couldn't have put it any better, man. Big shout out to me, familia, también, for paving the way to making this guy the way he is. Gracias a Dios que tengo mi hija aquí conmigo también. Un saludo para todos que están allá afuera escuchándolas. Uh, escuchándonos, uh, Hits Out the Streets, Ed Profe, Streets of Professor. Dr. Ramon Carrasco, one more time, man. Tell them where they can find you, babe. 215 South Power Road, Suite 106. That's in Mesa. We're on Power Road, located between Broadway and Mesa. See you there. 480-214-0051. Yo, this has been your boy, El Profe, Streets of Professor, bringing you nothing but heavy hitters. Dr. Ramon Carrasco, let me tell you something, man. This has been one of the funnest times I've had on this program. You are an amazing person and thank you for taking time out of your day to come and hang out with your boy and at the same time yo we got a part two coming man right. totally totally the part feeling two. is mutual uh, and i'm more than happy to come yeah, back yes he is as he is yo and with that being said man this is your boy and we are out of here say adios hasta luego